Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rick Jay and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Into Action on page 75, the second paragraph, beginning with, We pocket our pride and go to it and reading through hand-in-hand with the spirit of the universe. Today's readers are Mara Z, The Twelve Steps, Naomi GB, The Twelve Traditions, and our big book readers are Lulu L in the text, Kathy S on page 164, and Clary is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Colleen M, and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, April 16th, 2023, is 20,166. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Mara Z to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Mara Z, recovered in Virginia. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, taught through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Mara. I will now ask Naomi GB to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning, everyone. Naomi G.B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Ontario, Canada. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service. Thank you, Naomi. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the chapter Into Action on page 75, the second paragraph, beginning with, we pocket our pride and go to it, and reading through, hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. I will now ask Lulu Will to begin reading. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for your service. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you. My name is Lulu L. I'm recovered for today in Florida. We pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we've taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Wow, is that a paragraph? It is packed in 
for me with more and more and even more promises. When I took that flashlight and looked into every dark cranny of the past, cleaned out the closets, the storage unit, the garage of my life, multiple times using the steps and a strong sponsor, I actually have experienced. I can look the world in the eye rather than stare at the ground and not be able to hold my head up. Um, And perfect peace and ease, who wants anything more than that? Each time more is revealed, though, right? Each time I go through the steps, each time I do a 10th step, which I did recently with another fellow who sweetly and compassionately guided me through the process, I feel, actually feel, spirit, whom I call God, right there with me, holding my hand, loving me. I realize where I'm selfish again and again. This is not like a once and done deal. I I have to do it again and again. And that process has brought the alternative of hanging my head down and feeling all twisted. It's brought me these promises. So I can actually look the world in the eye. I can actually be alone in perfect peace. I can feel the nearness of God, the presence of God, that beautiful envelope of mist and love surrounding me. It's how I experience God. So I have to continue to take a personal inventory in order to access these promises. And this is one of my very favorite paragraphs, and it comes right on the heels of some, some more work I had to do. Our work is never done. So, yeah, I can actually feel like the drink problem, the food problem has disappeared. And that has come strongly. Not that I don't have to honestly look at things and look at myself again and again and again. This is a program of self-confrontation and of deep and profound love. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And so thank you. And I pass. Thank you so much for getting us started, Lulu. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share what was read today? Kelly S. Janet B. Kelly S. Janet B. Katie D. Shanna C. Katie G. Shanna C. Carolyn S. Uh, that was, was that Carolyn? Yes. Carolyn S. Yes. Okay, Carolyn. Who else? Got room for another name or two? Stephanie R. Stephanie R. Okay. Darlene All right. H. 
Darlene H. Okay, we're going to stop right there with Darlene. Here's who I have. Great lineup. We have Kelly S., Janet B., Katie G., Shanna C., Carolyn S., Stephanie R., and Darlene H. And uh, please remember, as you introduce yourselves, to include your state. And Kelly S., you're up first, followed by Janet B. Go ahead, Kelly. Good morning, family. It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Bulimic in Oklahoma. Thanks, Rick, for Thank Rick for your service. And uh, the reader, ooh, that was a beautiful share on this paragraph. These are the fifth step promises. As we know, all those steps have promises. And this is why we do the work, right? And um, yeah, I just, I, this, you know, we do this work right here, these steps, because the whole thing is we've got to get unblocked. So if you're new and you're like, what the heck, I came here because I have a food problem, right? I have an eating problem. I have a weight problem, whatever. You know, we come to find out that we actually have a living problem, and our only solution is, is yes, we have to put down the food, but I, ha- I have to find this, this higher power, right? And the only way to do that is to get unblocked. I've put all these things in there. So now I've had to do this fourth and fifth step to do that. And one of the, the, these promises that I love is that um, it says we can be, at, be alone at perfect peace and ease, and that was something I just really wanted to share about. I was never comfortable in my own skin. So this promise, the fact that today that, you know, I can live my life, I can be with others or even by myself and be okay in my own skin. I mean, what a gift. I mean, that is just, that was just one of those things I thought never would happen to me. Also, I wanted to share about here. It says, um, we begin to feel the nearness of our creator. So it's not like I'm going to be like, and a lot of people have shared lately. It's like, you know, oh my God, I did this fifth step. Oh my God, it was wonderful. It was amazing. I was so high. I was just lighter than, you know. Blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know, it says we begin. So, yeah, you may have that experience. But also another one that says, you know, we begin to have a spiritual experience. So this is just the start. You know, now we still have more work to do. You know, so if you don't have that huge spiritual white light thing that people have shared about, it's just the beginning. Also, another thing here, you know, that the feeling of the drink problem has starts to disappear. I wanted in step one, there's people that have shared online, people getting ready to share that had the drink problem immediately gripped from their heart. Well, I didn't have that, right? I wanted it, but we don't even get this promise until step five and then again in step 10. So that's why we have to do the work, you know? We have to keep doing the work to get all these promises. And then we walk hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. For the first time in my life, I feel like I have a connection and this is up with God and you guys. So, you know, it's like for the first time, I feel this connection with my fellows. You know, I've just talked with somebody. I've shared everything. Finally, I can say, somebody actually knows everything about me and likes me. Because I used to always think, if they knew everything about me, they probably wouldn't really like me. So today, I, I walk in perfect peace and ease. I walk in hand in hand with you guys and with my higher power. And I'm experiencing these promises. And I'm so grateful. So if you're still struggling, you have to do the work to get these promises. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you so much, Kelly. Janet B., you're up next, followed by Katie G. Go ahead, Janet. Hi, good morning, Rick. Good morning, everyone. This is Janet B., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New Jersey. Well, like many people, this is just one of my all-time favorite paragraphs. My experience after I did my fifth step, it was like I had been nearsighted and someone finally gave me a pair of glasses. Trees just looked greener. That's the only way I can describe it. And there's some beautiful promises, but the one I want to hone in on is it says, 
the feeling that the drink problem or for us the food problem has disappeared will often come strongly. And I mean, when I was new, that was really the only thing I cared about, that the food problem disappearing. Um, and I know a lot of times when people are new, they say, I'm still thinking about food. And what I say is, well, we're not promised that the food problem will disappear, um, that we won't be in obsession until step five. And one time I looked to see where power over the food first comes in, because, right, our problem is lack of power. And it doesn't come in with step one. That's just like me going to a doctor and the doctor saying, you have pneumonia. Well, that doesn't do anything until I start taking the penicillin. And page 46 tells me where I start getting power. It says as soon as we come to be admitted the possible existence we, of God, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power. That's what I needed. And direction, what to do next provided I take other simple steps, surrender, clean up my past. And by the time I confess my past, the feeling that the drink problem has disappeared often, like let's say more than 50%, 51% of the time comes strongly. And then we keep going. And by the time I make my amends on page 84, it says by this time after my amends, sanity will have returned. And they describe sanity as having two parts. One, we will seldom be interested in liquor, or for me, food not on my food plan. And two, if tempted, we recoil as if from a hot flame. So we go from step two, having a little bit of power, just enough to get us through, even though we may be obsessing, to step five, where more than 50% of the time we're not obsessing, to step nine, where we are hardly ever obsessing. And that is the beauty of this program and the beauty of our God who gives us a spiritual experience whereby he like rewires our hearts and changes us so that the soil of our soul is different and the obsession of compulsive eating just can't live in that new soul soil of love and tolerance that he creates in our hearts. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janet B. Katie G, you're up next, followed by Shanna C. Go ahead, Katie. Good morning, Rick. May I be heard? Sure can. Oh, awesome. Sorry, guys. I just was having some trouble. Katie G, recovered compulsive eater in Boston. And, um, you know, I love the language here, and I think about all the twists of character and every dark cranny like this, these small openings that have never seen the light. And um, ever since I was a little girl, I felt empty on the inside, right? I felt like I was, I should be somebody else doing something else with some other people at some other time. I was profoundly uncomfortable in my body. And I started twisting and turning dark crannies of lies because I wanted you to love me. I didn't want you to leave. I didn't want you to find out that I really thought I was a fraud. And the thing is, like, at this step, my integrity has more value than you liking me. Like, I I was really hurt when I first surrendered to exercise bulimia because I wanted you all to know. I wanted to prove, like, but, hey, I didn't eat flour and sugar. Well, hey, Katie, this isn't no flour, no sugar anonymous. This is overeaters anonymous. And there are three parts of abstinence. And if I'm not living for abstinent from ingredients, and addictive food behaviors, 
while working towards or maintaining a healthy body weight, guess what, Katie? Like, that's the addiction. And, um, you know, who am I to say that being recovered is some thing that I get as a reward at the end of my journey? In fact, talks about being on a broad highway, capital B, capital H, which means I'm with God. And if you read in um, page 164, it says, um, we trudge the road of happy destiny, not to happy destiny, of happy destiny. You know, and I would be dishonest telling you that there are no more dark crannies of the past and twists of characters. In fact, that's why I continue in 10 and 11. And I'll tell you what, I have a sponsor right now, and she has helped me find some dark crannies. And whoo, baby, it is vulnerable, right? Like, thanks be to God, it's not food, but man, it's vulnerable. And what's vulnerable? Looking people in the eye. Like, what a powerful experience. If you're with me on a Zoom meeting, you'll see that, like, I can't quite look at the Zoom eye yet. I would love to tell you that um, I'm 100% always looking people in the eye, but I can't quite look in the Zoom eye. I get scared. And so that is just, you know, a sign that I'm a human being and that I can continue. But I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't walk around with a baseball hat being afraid that people are going to recognize who I am. I don't walk around consumed with exercise and my body and food. I actually think about other things. And I'm just going to wrap by saying, like, if you can imagine this, my world today, I don't think about food or exercise or anorexia or the numbers or myself. And fear doesn't prevent me from doing anything. I can be alone in that perfect peace and ease, comfortable in my skin. You know, that comes from all of you. Thanks, my friend. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much, Katie. Jean, Shanice, you're up next, followed by Carolyn S. Go ahead, Shanna. Good morning. This is Shanice from Tennessee. Uh, Thanks so much for the readers, and thanks for being here this morning on, on a Monday where I get to wake up in the morning and do my prayer and meditation and hop on and know I I can uh, you know join in join in a form of meditation with my fellows uh, fellows. Shanna, I, I just lost you. Oh, there you are. Shanna, um, you're you're going in and out. I, I don't hear you now. I seem to have lost you. Can you try to to come back in? Hit star one. Hey, this is, can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what happened. But anyway, grateful to be here and grateful to be back. Uh, thanks so much. Um, but anyway, I love this paragraph and the pragmatism of it and how cut and dry it is and the clear, concise directions of this book. You know, just to reiterate the previous paragraph, it says, you know, we have someone, we have a partner who's not going to try to change our plan. Thank God I had a sponsor that, that you know, guided me through and showed me how to, how to do a, an inventory uh, where it's black and white. You know, we took stock honestly. And then um, I have this person who's, uh, you know, willing to keep a confidence and approves of what I'm driving at. In fact, helped me see my step one you know, powerlessness over food and, and all the stuff that goes along with that. And, um, you know, and this is a life and death errand. Like, this isn't about me feeling good and, and becoming this wonderful saint, whatever. I, you know, it, I'm going to die if I don't. I may not die immediately, 
but I'm definitely going to suffer before I do die. And that's actually scared me worse than, than, the, um, than the death part is the suffering. Because Lord knows I'd suffered so long with this. I couldn't imagine it getting worse. And this thing promises to get worse and never better unless I get spiritual help. So it talks about withholding nothing. You know, uh, every dark cranny of the past, you know, grateful I got to have all this stuff in black and white and say all this stuff to this person. And what's really cool is this last fifth step that I did was very anticlimactic. And thank God it doesn't have to be rainbows, butterflies, and all of this emotional stuff that, you know, because I'm I'm constantly chasing a feeling. I can actually use this program to chase a feeling again because all I care about is how I feel. Um, thankfully, if I take these directions and follow these directions, I can trust that the process itself is working. I am gaining access to that power greater than myself, and I am becoming um, more properly armed with the facts about myself so that I could eventually become of maximum service and continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And that's the whole point. The food becomes a side issue. Um, so anyway, uh, grateful to be here, grateful for these directions, and grateful I get to live them today because it works. It really does. That's all I have. Thanks. Thank you, Shanna C. Carolyn S., you're up next, followed by Stephanie R. Go ahead, Carolyn. Carolyn. Hi, this our- is Carolyn yeah, sorry, it took me a minute. Um, this is Carolyn S. from New York, recovering compulsive overeater. Um, yeah, this this uh, paragraph is incredibly important to me. It's very highlighted and underlined. Um, someone else already mentioned, you know, we, we begin to have a spiritual experience. And spiritual experience to me is like the white light, um, which I haven't had. But when they say we begin to have it, to me that implies a spiritual awakening which is a slower, you know, educational process. And that's been my experience. And when I was reading this again this morning, I thought the movie Awakenings, um, it's, uh, I think it's based on a true story, but there were all these patients who were catatonic and some doctor came in and said, yeah, I think this is an extreme form of Parkinson's. And he gave them, I think it was L-DOPA, which is a, a drug that was used for Parkinson's at the time. And what happens is these people all come out of their like they're practically frozen, they are frozen, and they come out of it and they start to be aware again of life. And for me, that that is like an extreme version of what's happened in my life, you know, because I can be alive but not really living. Um, I spent a lot of my life that way. And now um, as I'm coming out of that, I am more aware of the world around me, less, you know, navel-gazing and more, you know, looking around and saying, oh, wow, you know, it's a beautiful day. You know, wow, there's uh, my friend, you know, and and gratitude. They seem to come hand in hand for me. You know, suddenly I realize just how much I have to be grateful for. And, um, you know, there's a saying that, you know, happiness is not getting what you want. It's wanting what you have. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. You know, when I I look out my window at uh, the house um, behind us, that they just doubled in size and it's all beautiful and new and probably has a gorgeous kitchen. And I can, I can sit there and grumble because my house is over a hundred years old and looks it. Um, I don't have a sparkly new kitchen, but I have what I need. You know, God has taken care of me and I need to want what I have, which, you know, but most of the time I do. 
Uh, I appreciate the, the many blessings that God has given me, you know, and all I have to do, it's easy where I live to look at other people and, and feel like I'm less than or I have less. But when I look at, you know, people in other parts of the world in war zones or experiencing famine or, or so many awful things, I realize how incredibly blessed I am. And I stop trying to look at who has more and just focus on the gifts that I have. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Carolyn S. Stephanie R., you're up next, followed by Darlene H. Go ahead, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie R. from Missouri. Very grateful to be here today. I am so grateful that I stayed and I was able to experience the gifts of this program and the promises of the program. And I think one of the biggest things for me today is that I am okay being my authentic self. And I'm becoming more and more aware of what that is, the more clarity I have by giving up the food and having a spiritual program, being able to talk to people in a way that is not in um, making myself feel better than or less than, but just trying to say what I feel in my heart and I, and I really am trying to be more aware, more conscious of my words, because I do believe my words carry meaning, and I don't want to say things that don't represent um, who I really want to be. And I'm able to do that just by doing these steps and being in the program, because before, I, I too felt like a fraud. I felt like I was pretending to be something that I just really didn't feel I earned or deserved, or I just felt that I wasn't the right person in my skin. And it is only by doing these steps and staying in the program, waiting for the miracle of recovery, that I am able to say that I can say authentically that I'm okay with being Stephanie R. I'm okay with having the life that I have, which is very blessed and very, very full of joy because I'm not in the food. And I'm able to say that God is the one that directs my program, directs my life. And today I, I am very humble and grateful that I have a place to come and say thank you for the serenity that I have and the guidance that I have from the big book, my sponsor, and everyone on this line. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie R. Darlene H., you're up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Darlene. Hey, good morning, Darlene H., uh, Columbus, Georgia. Grateful um, to be able to claim my seat this morning. And to hear everybody shares this morning. I love this. We pocket our pride and go to it. <laughs> you know, um, the first time I ever did a really thorough uh, fifth step, going through my fourth step, was incredibly enlightening and humbling. Um, and maybe a little bit painful. But painful in a good way. It was cathartic. You know, and it continues to be today. One of the greatest things that I find today is fear is the thing that drives my life more than anything. And when I can sit down and write out a fear inventory, the relief comes very quickly. But uh, what really touches me in this particular paragraph is when it's talking about that we can be alone in perfect peace and ease our fears fall away from us and we begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. To be able to be in my own skin, comfortable with where I am 
and who I am, because this is such a revealing uh, exercise that we go through. Who am I? How do I show up in life? What are my expectations? Um, and to be able to look at those squarely in the face, every one of them, continuously. I mean, it's not like I just do this once, right? Um, but there's also hope there. I have absolute hope that this can can be taken, my defects can be changed. Um, the possibilities are endless, but to, that lightness that I feel, that perfect peace and ease afterwards is so beautiful. And then, as others have shared, that I can start to feel the nearness of my creator. Why is that? Because I've just cleared out everything that was blocking me from that creator. And I, now I have an open channel. Now I have the ability to kind of start really communicating and hearing, um, and the possibilities are endless. So to me, this is so, so hopeful and continues to be hopeful for me and others, and I encourage everyone, you know, dig deep, do the work, and reap the rewards, and I'm so incredibly grateful. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Darlene H. All right, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter into action on page 75, the second paragraph beginning with, we pocket our pride and go to it and reading through hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Terry Kay. Terry Kay. Sorry, who was after Terry Kay? Leslie W. Leslie W. Gotcha, Leslie. Lorianne L. Roz, Roz G. Lorianne W. Roz G. Judith okay. S. P. Judith S. P. David M. David M. All right. We'll see where we're at after this lineup, and we have if we have room for more, we'll we'll take a couple more names. This is who I have right now: Terry K, Leslie W, uh, Lori, Lorian W, Roz G, Judith S P, and David M. If I messed up your name or the initial of your last name, please just correct that when you introduce yourself, and please remember to include your state. Terry K, you're up first, followed by Leslie W. Go ahead, Terry. Hi, I'm Terry Kay, a compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. Um, I haven't been on the meeting for a little bit, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, talking about promises that come and promises from step five. Like, I sort of, I was not aware of these promises as I was doing it. Um, I didn't really even think of it until I heard you speak about it this morning. And I realized um, I weighed myself this morning. I haven't weighed myself in ages. And looking back, I didn't even notice, you know, I am losing weight. I've lost weight since I started with the Vision for You sponsor. So that is a promise to me. That is, it's a miracle, really. It's a miracle. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just, every day new things are, are opened up to my mind. Yesterday, the whole concept of sober eating was brought to my attention, and I'm open to it. So that's another miracle. Um I will pass. Thank you again, though. Thank you so much. Is your um, is your name Terry with a T or or Carrie with a, a C? Terry. 
Terry with a T. T. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Terry. All right, Leslie W., you're up next, followed by Lorian W. Go ahead, Leslie. Hey, thanks so much. This is Leslie W., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee. Um, and I just had to jump in. I mean, this is this is the meeting that um, I first listened to seven years ago when my children were little babies. And it's so near and dear to my heart. Um, the first time I ever heard the word recovered and the first time I really had hope that I could indeed get better and I didn't have to white knuckle and suffer the rest of my life. Um, I think this is really, these promises here are really what I was looking for when I first came into program was the ability to be alone at perfect peace and ease, to have my fears fall from me and to be close to God, to be to be able to feel the nearness of, of my creator. Um, and today I I can say that um, even though I'm walking through something really difficult and scary right now, I do have I do have an internal peace. Um, and I do have direction. And I can at times really feel the absence of fear. Not all the time. Not all the time. Um, but, you know, fear isn't something that has ever completely gone away for me. If it has for you, right. has not for me. What this program allows me to do and what the steps have allowed me to do is to take that fear and take it to God and take it to my fellows and and do the work around it and deal with it. Take action. I don't have to just sit in that fear anymore. I can do something about it. And that is the true gift of what we do here is to be able to navigate life and have the ability to to move through situations abstinently in a, in a in a sane recovered state of mind that no matter what gets thrown at us it's just going to bounce right off eventually because at some point we become impenetrable because we have our creator living inside of us giving us power and strength that we've never known and so with that, thank you. Thank you, Leslie W. Lorianne W., you're up next, followed by Roz G. Go ahead, Lorianne. Hi, good morning. Um, thank you for your service. Uh, Lorianne L., and I'm from New Jersey. Um, first time sharing in six years. I'm a little bit nervous, but I just want to be so honest. Um, I think the... The thing that I've been most afraid of in my life was putting the food down. That really was scary for me to try to picture my life without food when it was my God. And and how am I going to handle anything? I, I, you know, what am I going to do if something happens? I I need to feel that you know that food going in so I can calm down. Well, 
this disease uh, took me to 425 pounds, and I broke toilet bowls, beds, furniture, my pride, and I wouldn't stop eating until I lost the ability to walk. And I think that was my that was an act of desperation. And then I came to OA, and it took me five years. In um, so sorry, Alexa, stop. Embarrassing. Um, it took me five years. I was in denial, and I just kept eating through all the meetings. But I kept coming. I was giving service, even though I was in a drive-through. I was still in it. And um, I'm just happy to say that I'm eight months entirely uh, abstinent. Yes, but I'm in the steps, and I'm in step four, and it's really scary, but what I realize is that I don't have to do it by myself, and I'm growing up in the program, and I'm healing, and the promises come true. They really do. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Lori Ann L. Sorry about that. Um, getting your last initial completely wrong. Uh, Roz G., you're up. Next, followed by Judith S.P. Go ahead, Ross. Okay, thank you. Good morning, Rick and everybody else. Uh, my name is Ross G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. Um, and I just wanted to say that, that this program has has given me such a, a beautiful life. Pride was at the top of my character defect list, pride along with jealousy and envy. And, you know, I led that double life that we talked about a few paragraphs ago. And image was so, you know, so important to me because I had such a low self-esteem. I I had, an you know, an image that I wanted to portray, that I wanted everybody to think, uh, of me. And when I, you know, I've done a lot of these fifth steps. Um, and I can't really point out one that was, it, you know, that sticks out from the, from the rest, from the, from the rest, but all of them combined. And the deeper I grow in the steps and the more I take off the mask and the more honest I am, I'm I'm able to to just let it all out and it depends on the person whom I'm talking to but today when you know something's bothering me or yeah if something's bothering me or yet like yesterday a sponsor called me to tell me about, about something that happened and I was able to say you know what I'm experiencing something like this too I do feel a closer a closer relationship with God because I'm no longer per, you know portraying that woman that I'm not I'm just being honest about who I am and so today my priorities are so much different like yesterday I I was on a meeting with a person that that um had a fire in their apartment and was asking for help and I was like how can I be of service to you? How can I help you? You know, I'm, I, there's, I don't need to, like, gather and have and be number one anymore. My, perp, my primary purpose is to be of maximum service to God 
and the people about me. And before it was just get, get, who am I? I want you to know who I am. Give me this, give me that. I'm on that road where I'm looking at nature, seeing the beautifulness of what God has created. And yes, just like everybody else, I have problems. I got mad for seeing in the morning yesterday, but luckily I have the 10th step to get all that crap out of the way so that I am living a life of genuine closeness to God, genuineness to people, and reality. So thank you, and I and pass. Oh, well, perfect timing. Thank you so much, Roz G. Judith S.P., you're up next, followed by David M. Go ahead, Judith. Good morning, Rick. Thank you, everybody, for being here, and thank you, God. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland, and uh, when I drive my car somewhere and I come to a roadblock and I can't go any further, something has to change unless I want to sit there for the rest of my life or the rest of the day, whatever. And when I read, uh, heard read today this paragraph, I was stopped totally at we pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. As was just eloquently described, pride was, and unfortunately or fortunately, God teaches in many different ways, still very prominent in my life. It's dimmer, but pride is still there. Pride for me has always been an inverse response to how crappy and terrible I felt about myself. But of course, I couldn't or wouldn't be honest with anybody. So I just fluffed up my feathers and kept walking around and just wanting everybody to know my way. In any event, pocketing my pride, visually seeing, taking my pride and gently putting it in my pocket. I was reminded of a song when I was a little girl catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. And um, I don't know why that came to me, maybe because of the word pocket. But I can pocket my pride and I can go through the crannies, the small, little, but very infectious dark areas of my being with the support of God, my sponsor and this program and you all to look understand and take responsibility for my part. And I have a choice here. If I don't want to take this step and I don't want to be delighted, I can take every single one of these promises and put them in the inverse negative. I cannot look the world in the eye. I cannot be alone in perfect peace and ease. I'm not going on to turn all the others in. Because having taken that step and continuing to take that step, I can live in the sunlight of the spirit and I can walk on the broad highway with you all, knowing that God is with me and life right now is so worth living that I'm just feeling delighted. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Judith S.P. David M., you're up next. And we might get a name or two. 
David M, hit star one to unmute. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. Uh, sorry about the beeping in that work. Um, <clears throat> you know, this program, it's, with me, it's the steps, my higher power, and also doing my part is staying on my three plane. And um, I just, you know, didn't for, I mean, this, there's been going a lot. There's been going uh, a lot. There's been things going on that's been a lot lately, and it's been, I've been rushing around, and I forgot some stuff in my food plan, and, and um, you know, I didn't have enough nutrients, enough carbs, and, um, yeah, so I, I, you know, started having cravings, and then, like, you know, I started getting arguing with my spouse, and, and it's just... And, you know, excuses, excuses. But I ended up um, eating off the food plan and um, started getting hungry and finding things. And, you know, it's just you really need to really stay on top of it. I'll say for myself, I really need to stay on top of it. Um, I need to be more responsible with um, my food. I need to make, check my list better. I need to make sure I have the proper things. I can't, I can't, you can't, I can't risk another, like, getting hungry and, like, you know, eating, eating a food thing. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, so, just going to go back to, back to the beginning and uh, start over and do the best I can um, in this time uh, of, uh, change my routine and um yeah anyway so uh, that's what that's what i want to share and like that thank you thank you david and before you go uh, could you remind us where you're calling from if you if you told me i didn't hear it sorry about that florida david in florida thank you so much david all right we've got uh get a couple more names here and uh we'll see how we do Bonnie B. from Minnesota. Uh, who is this from Minnesota? Bonnie B. Bonnie B. Gotcha, Bonnie. And uh, maybe one more name? Nadia E. from Toronto. Nadia? Yep. All right. Uh, if you guys could each take, uh, you know, like uh, a couple minute shares, we can get you both in. Go ahead, Bonnie. Okay, thank you so much, Rick. I just started my timer. Thank you, Rick, for moderating. Thank you for the opening share. And this has been a, oh my goodness, a powerful meeting again. Um, next to this paragraph in my book, I put what a gift, which is so interesting because I wrote this several years back. And the gift part is actually the second half. Um, and it has been a gift, but that first couple of sentences, that was a hard one for me. Um, Illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Oh, my goodness. That terrified me when I first came into this program. The idea of being honest with people. The idea of, um, for the first time, sharing the darkness of my past instead of pretending that it wasn't there. That was really a tough one. But now I run toward it. You know, I live in this spot in that sunlight of the spirit for the next 20 seconds as I connect to God every day intentionally. And I run toward that 10th step. 
because illuminating those things, those twists of characters, they used to be, um, I used to see them as being bad. They're not bad. They're just part of what's going on inside of me. And I get to be honest with another person and with God. And for that, for that moment, I am set free again. I am, I am so grateful, so blessed, so overwhelmed with the gift that I have been given through this program. And it has come through the steps and the steps are the steps. Um, step five was a gift. I got to see for the first time everything that was going on inside of me. And it allowed me, it allowed me to know um, what, my deep, what my deep sadnesses were and then take them back to God. And he does what he, only he can do with them every day. And so thank you again for everything, everyone. Bonnie B. from Minnesota, and I will share. Blessings. Thank you so much, Bonnie B. Nadia B., you're up next. Good morning, family. It's Nadia E. from Toronto, Canada. And um, so I was just amazed at how I was feeling really miserable yesterday and did the writing. It's the writing process and sharing it with somebody. Um, And then I just, I felt so much more peaceful. And then this morning something happened. And so here I am, I'm going to have to do another step 10. And um, I'm just so, so grateful that I can, I can do that. And I see the results Um, and, um, you know, just seeing my part. And, and I, then, then I end up getting resentful at myself. Like, how, why am I like that? Why do, why do these stupid defects keep coming up? They, they just do. And I, I have no control. Um, so I don't know if I've used up my minute. So um, maybe I should just say that's it for me. And thank you all for being there for all your service. And I really love these meetings. They're like just making my life um, so much easier and grateful for my higher power that directs my footsteps today. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Nadia. You actually had some more time on the clock. You're uh, welcome to continue on for a bit if you want, but if you're good to go, I'll get another name to take um, us out. Yeah, no, I just want to say it's Nadia E. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Thank no, you. no problem. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right. Um, another name, to, uh, we've got a minute if someone wants that. Colleen M. Colleen M. Yep. Go ahead, Colleen. You got it. Hey, Rick. Um, thank you for the service. Uh, I just wanted to chime in and kind of uh, claim my seat. I have been struggling through. Um, I'm Colleen M. from Maryland, recovered Bosphere reader, struggling through some difficult season of my life and uh, having a lot of fear and you know, the blessing of this program is I am learning to be honest with one myself in my thought processes and then actually being able to share it with others who have walked me through this and taught me some skills of how to challenge my disease thinking, um, which then turns into a lot of fear and, um, oh gosh, I don't know, catastrophication. <laughs> so, um, you know, today I am just grateful that I have another shot at getting closer to my higher power and having my higher power transform my thoughts and my feelings and maybe being able to pass this along to the next, you know, compulsive reader who is suffering through. Because I, I heard it said, you know, life is not, 
you know, it's not linear and we have ups and downs and we have struggles and, you know, God keeps revealing more and more to me, um, you know, wanting me to go deeper and deeper. And um, it's not always, thank you. It's not always pleasant, but it's possible. And I know that I'm going to get to the other side. So thank you all for being part of my recovery. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Colleen, for taking us out, and uh, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, April 17, 2023, is 20,167. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Rick. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.